If you're a perfectionist, you will never achieve your dreams. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. If you're a perfectionist, you will never achieve your dreams. How do I know? Because there's no such thing as perfect. So if that's the thing you're striving for, you will never get there. If you are always looking for perfect, you will never be satisfied with your accomplishments. Nothing will ever be good enough. So before we go any further, let me, let me explain something here. There's a difference between chasing perfectionism and wanting to grow. When we're talking about becoming future you, we are often talking about visualizing that ideal version of you, that five-star version of you, and then figuring out where your room for growth is, where you have room for improvement. But in doing that, we are also talking about how to be grateful and satisfied and enjoy the journey you're on, how to be uh, comfortable in, the own, in your own skin, how to be present you and enjoy the life you have, how to be grateful for all the things that past you has already done and the choices that she's made. We're talking about becoming future you enjoying the life that you have, but finding joy and hope and excitement in your potential. We are not talking about seeking perfection because perfection is impossible. So how do you know if you're a perfectionist? Have you ever thought, uh, have you ever made a mistake and thought, okay, well, everything's ruined. <laughs> everything's ruined. Like for me, it was when I would like try a new eating plan and uh, this before I got much better about being kind to my body and uh, my health, but I would start a diet and I would make a mistake and I would eat something I wasn't supposed to. And I'd be like, everything's ruined. Everything's ruined. This day will not be perfect. I'm just going to scrap everything and I'll try again tomorrow. So do you ever think everything is ruined? Or do you ever engage in a um, every mistake I've ever made spiral? whether it's every mistake I made in the last hour, every mistake I made in the last day, every mistake I made in the last week. Um, I specifically remember that when I was learning to drive, my bacha taught me how to drive. Bacha is Polish for grandma. And my bacha taught me to drive and I would take her to Walmart to do her grocery shopping. We lived in the country. So it was like a 25 minute drive to get to the grocery store. And the road was curvy. When we got back, I would sit there and I would remember every time the tire had crossed the yellow line. Every time. No like pat on the back, Mel, good job. You transported people you love safely to and from one place. No, it was, was I perfect? Did I step on the brakes too hard? Did I go one mile per hour over the speed limit? Now, I know that sounds extreme, but some of you are going to recognize yourself in what I'm saying. So have you ever gone through a list, made a list of every, every mistake you've made? And have you ever talked to yourself like garbage? 
have you ever called yourself stupid? Or have you ever been like, well, you know what? Of course I did that. Of course I made that mistake. I mess up everything, right? If you've ever engaged in that kind of self-talk, if you talk to yourself in a way that not only do you not talk to other people that way, but you would be embarrassed if anybody heard the thoughts in your head, if anybody heard the way you talk to yourself, you might be a perfectionist. Uh, do you ever struggle to feel satisfied with your accomplishments? Do you ever, you know, literally climb a mountain and accomplish something amazing? And then instead of being able to sit in that moment and be grateful and excited and look back at how far you've gone and be like, oh, good job, me. Dang, that's a tall mountain. You're already looking at the next one. And so instead of getting a boost, it's like having more weight stacked on your shoulders. Oh, there's more to do. So if any of that rings true for you, you might have some perfectionist tendencies. And as I've probably made pretty clear, I used to be a perfectionist. I am a recovering perfectionist. But back, back in the day, I thought being perfectionist was actually a really good thing. I kind of wore it as a badge of honor and used it as a reason to like puff myself up and be like, well, I can't, I could never, I hope I never actually said this to anybody because that would be terrible. But if I saw somebody, um, you know, I wanted to have a book published. If I saw somebody with their published book and I like read it and I found mistakes in it, I would think, oh, I could never do that because I'm a perfectionist. Oh, it sounds so gross. It sounds so gross when I say it out loud, but I was wearing it proudly. I would tell people that I had only ever failed two things in my life. I had failed um, swimming lessons when I was a kid and I failed the, uh, the tour guide tests. So if you're gonna be a tour guide in Charleston, South Carolina or back when I was a tour guide, you had to pass this really extensive like 300 question exam and I failed it the first time I took it. So two things, I literally had a list of two Failures, that's how much I was counting my perfectionism. What I didn't realize was that my perfectionism, instead of being like, oh, something that made me so great, it was actually holding me back, keeping me from trying things and keeping me from growing. So I want you to remember this. Perfection equals protection. Perfection equals protection. A lot of times when we're being a perfectionist, what we're doing is we're just trying to save ourselves. We're like, we're trying to save face. So being a perfectionist keeps you from trying hard things because you're not gonna take the risk of failing, of doing something imperfectly, not even failing, but just not perfectly. Uh, perfectionism saves you from trying hard things. It saves you from failure. It saves you from finishing anything. So wrap your brain around this for a second. If you're a perfectionist, and you don't wanna do something unless you can do it perfectly, um, you're not gonna to wanna to finish a thing because if you finish the thing, then you have to put the thing out into the world. So if you're an artist and you're not gonna put your pottery out in the world until it's perfect, well, you're never gonna finish, you're never gonna reach that place where you feel like you can put it out into the world because then you'll have to face the fact that it's not perfect, that you have a finished thing that's not perfect. So if you have a book that you've been working on for five years and you just keep polishing it and polishing it, polishing it, polishing it, 
You're not finishing it because then you have to face the fact that you made something that's not perfect because of course you did because perfection is impossible. So perfection hurts us. It keeps us from learning. It, it, it holds us in a place of judgment of ourselves, obviously, for sure. We're judging ourselves. Sometimes it puts us in a place of judging other people. Clearly, I was being very judgmental. <laughs> Past Mel, not great judging other people for putting their work into the world imperfectly. Sometimes it gets into our relationships and we think that our partner needs to be perfect. And of course, they're not going to be. So we keep judging them and we keep feeling dissatisfied. Perfectionism is also often linked to anxiety. And it obviously increases your stress because you're putting added pressure on yourself. And what about procrastination? Perfectionism and procrastination are like BFFs for life. I mean, I was not only a perfectionist, not only am I a recovering perfectionist, I'm also a recovering procrastinator. Because because of my perfectionism, the only way I could get something done was to procrastinate until I didn't have time to make it perfect. Like I wrote every college paper the night before it was due. Oh, it was miserable. I hated myself and I hated myself for like two months. Like we got the syllabus at the beginning of the year. I knew in January, the paper was gonna be due in May. So you wanna talk about the stress I put on myself because I had to procrastinate until I wouldn't have time to make it perfect. It just had to be done. It just had to be done enough to turn in the next morning. When we let our perfectionist tendencies run the show, we create unrealistic expectations for ourselves and, and everyone around us. That's the lie. The lie we tell ourselves is that it either needs to be perfect or nothing. There's no in between. There's no like pretty good. There's no, hey, that's pretty awesome. It's either it's perfect or it's worthless. Ew, right? So if you want to achieve your dreams, you cannot be a perfectionist because all the things I was just explaining, right? If when you're a perfectionist, you avoid finishing things, well, a future you has things finished, then you can't be a perfectionist. So if future you finishes the real estate class and takes the test and becomes a realtor, but you won't ever get to the point where you're, you're ready for that. You won't ever finish what you need to finish to do that. You're not going to get there. If future you has a published book and I'm saying this again, because I know you're out there because I've met a lot of you and you wrote that first draft or not even the first draft, the first chapter, and you just keep polishing it, polishing it, polishing it, polishing it. And you just keep working on that same first chapter, but you have this vision of future you that has a finished book. You can't ever become that version of you unless you learn to finish things, right? If future you has a great relationship, but you won't stop judging everybody else's imperfection and judging your own imperfection in the relationship, you're not going to have, you're not going to become the kind of person who has great relationships. You see what I'm saying here? This is a major sticking point. So it might be that perfectionism is standing in the way between you and future you. So now the question is, how do we 
overcome perfectionism? How do we move from being a perfectionist to being a recovering perfectionist? Some of these tips are going to work for you. Some aren't, but we're going to go through, I don't know, six or seven of them. Okay. First one, ask, does future me finish things? Does future me finish things? Does she? Do you have a vision of future you as a person who has accomplishments? For me, this was a question that I asked myself several years ago and was it's more than several years ago, but a long time ago. And it's probably the thing that catapulted me into being a recovering perfectionist and learning to just get over it because I had this vision for myself, for future Mel, and she finished things. Like she had accomplishments, but I knew I was stuck in a place where I could not finish anything. I would just procrastinate and I could only do things that had a deadline for somebody else. I could not do anything for myself because I would get caught in that perfectionist cycle and, and I would get caught thinking, well, you know, I don't want to write my first book because everybody says your first book is bad. And I don't want to write something that's bad. Have you ever heard that advice? It's not just about books. This is uh, something that's tossed around the personal growth space all the time, which is like, you might be afraid. Uh, you don't want to get started because you don't want to be seen starting small. For me, it was never that I didn't want to start with a small email list or start with a small YouTube following. It's that I didn't want to start and be imperfect. So when they'd say, of course, you're going to be bad at it. It's fine. Like, it's not fine. I'm not fine with being bad at things. But when I finally realized Future Mel finished things and Future Mel got bad at things, not got bad, got better. Future Mel got better at things. I realized I had to start somewhere. So does Future You finish things? Next question about Future You. Do you have a vision for future you that you can look forward to? Do you have a vision for future you that you can look forward to? And let me say first, if you don't, go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal and download the free journal. And that will help you create this vision for future you. But when we're talking about dreams, that's part of your vision for future you, your dream to own the house at the beach, your dream to travel the globe, your dream to take more than one vacation a year, your dream to retire early, whatever it is, that's part of your vision for future you. When you start creating a strong vision for future you, it gives you the big picture. And then when you're working on a goal, you shrink your vision in small and you just focus on the one thing. So. If you know that future you retires early because you start a side business and you're selling your art on Etsy, then you create the vision and then you shrink down small and you're like, okay, well, the first thing I need to do is I need to start painting more because I'm going to be selling my paintings. Okay. So now you're focused on the small thing. You're focused on painting more. When you have this strong vision for future you, it helps you move to the next step because you're looking forward to becoming that version of you. So instead of just getting stuck in, well, I have to paint more, you have the pull of that vision of because I want to retire early and I really want that. And then every time you go to your day job and you're like, oh, 
and want to retire early. That can give you more motivation to move on to the next step of setting up the Etsy store. Does that make sense? When you have a strong vision for future you, it also pulls you forward in that you don't worry about what's next. You don't get stuck in indecision because sometimes we don't finish things because we're afraid if we finish them, we'll have to decide what comes next. And decisions are hard. But if you have this vision for future you, you'll finish the step you're on, you'll automatically know what's next. So create a strong vision for future you. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You wanna know how a coaching program can be do it yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There's no one size fits all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. Next, this one was a huge help to me. Get to know your version of your best work. Get to know your version of your best. So there's an amazing book. It's called The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. I read it like four times. This whole thing is just like highlighted. I should have highlighted the things I didn't want. I didn't want to remember. But one of the four agreements is always do your best. And that was like, that was my whole thing, right? I was always doing my best and my best had to be perfect. But right at the beginning, he says, always do your best, but don't do better than your best. What? I didn't even know there was a better than your best. I thought it was like my best or I was dead. Like that, the only option, just keep pushing myself. And if I could push myself more then there must've been more to give. But he talks about how if you do better than your best, you deplete all your energy and you, and you wear yourself down and you burn out. And I thought, oh, well, that's exactly where I am. So when you get to know your version of your best, you might discover that, or you will discover, you don't have to put in 127% to reach your best. Your best is at 100%. What I discovered is for me, trying to do something pretty good was actually really, really, really good. That was my best, but I was putting that at the pretty good level. When I first started implementing this, implementing this, 
I had to tell myself, Mel, just make it good enough. 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 You can always come back and fix it. Just make it good enough. And if I use that as a mantra, as I'm going through, it keeps me from getting mired in that perfectionist cycle. So I was just working on revisions for a course that I am sort of, I'm, I'm publishing through someone else. And so they were waiting for my revisions. And it's really long. <laughs> it's a really long course. So I'm revising like 50,000 words of course material. And as I'm going through it, I had to say, Mel, just make it good enough. Just make it good enough. Just make it good enough. And you know what, when I got through, it's really great. It's really great work, but I have to remind myself that it doesn't have to be 127%. So what's your version of your best? Are you pushing yourself too far? Are you doing better than your best and depleting all your energy? Only you can take that temperature and give yourself that rating. Next, remember, purpose, not perfection. Purpose, not perfection. When I was working with one of my coaching clients this week, she said, when I'm writing, I feel like I'm living my purpose. I feel like it's the reason I'm supposed to be here, which is, I mean, whoa, that's hugely powerful for her to know in her soul that that's one of the reasons that she's here. If you have something that you can target as, hmm, when I'm doing this thing, it feels, it feels bigger than me. It feels like it's, it's part of the reason I'm here. And if you don't, don't worry. I had to work with my coach for a while before I was really able to clarify like what my purpose was. Sometimes it doesn't come top of mind, but for some of you, it does. If you have that feeling, you can use that as an anchor point because if for her, she feels like when she's writing, she's fulfilling her purpose then she can take that to the next place and say, you know what? That must be that somebody needs this book. Somebody needs to read it. Like, have you, has a book ever helped you through a tough time? Like I, for me, lots of books have helped me through lots of tough times. And if those authors hadn't put those books out into the world for me, I feel like that would have been really selfish of them because I needed it. So there's somebody out there who needs the thing that you're creating like the outing you're planning for your family, that's not gonna be perfect, right? But you feel like your purpose is taking care of your kids and doing the best you can to give them the upbringing that you want and to, to give them memories that they can hold on to for the rest of their life. That purpose can pull you through the imperfection. So purpose, not perfection. Next, you've probably heard this one. Progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. This is thrown around in the um, personal growth space a lot. And what they mean is get better, keep growing. You're not gonna become the perfect version of you, right? When we're talking about five-star future you, that's not perfect. That's your ideal version of you, the version of you that's living your version of a meaningful life. It's never about having being at a perfect weight and having the perfect home and the perfectly groomed dog who never has an accident in the house because that's not ever going to happen. I can tell you that. When you focus on your progress, it gives you something to pat yourself on the back for. It gives you something to celebrate. 
for me, this was a huge step in overcoming the perfection because I became addicted to progress. It's, it's actually one of the things that I have to keep an eye on because if I get mired in a project and I don't feel like I'm moving forward, that means I need to find a way to note that I'm moving forward because I am doing the work. So I'll go back to this revision that I was working on. When I got the revisions back, the course was 145 pages long. And so as I was revising, I just kept looking, I would start by looking at how many pages I had left to do. So I'd start the day and I'd be like, only 70 pages left, yay me. But sometimes I'd go through three hours of revising and I'd still have 70 pages left because it was adding things. Oh, I was getting so frustrated. But it was so easy once I realized I was getting frustrated because I wasn't noting my progress. I looked at how many pages I had done because that number was always ticking up. Okay, so instead of saying 70 pages left to go, I'd say, oh, I've finished 100 pages already. Good job, self. And then I'd finish the two-hour session. I'd be like, 110 pages done. Yay. Also, why is this taking so long? It's taking way longer than I thought. But, you know. There's room for growth there for me. So progress, not perfection. Set realistic goals for yourself and then note as you cross them. In my course, I teach repeating finish line goals and finish line goals, which is just my way of saying you need to be setting and crossing finish lines. Repeating finish line goals are habits. And I set it up that way because if the goal is to exercise four times a week, that's a habit. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit for the habit. So if it's a repeating finish line, you give yourself credit every time you cross the finish line. So when you exercise on Monday, on Tuesday, on Thursday, and on Saturday, you're four times a week. Now you cross the finish line four times. Good job. Way to go. And you can note your progress. Progress, not perfection. And I keep patting myself on my back and telling myself, talking to you about celebrations because the next thing is become your own best cheerleader. Become future you, the cheerleader. You can be your own best cheerleader. And the reason I talk about this is because a lot of times we don't have somebody in our life who's cheering us on. Wouldn't it be great if we all did, and I hope someday we'll all find each other, you know, all of us that are working on personal growth and you put yourself in a place where you have a community, whether it's my course, whether it's some kind of app where everybody gets together and they, and you can boost each other up. Even if you don't have anybody in your life to be like, good job, I see how well you're doing. You can be your own cheerleader. So this includes your self-talk. Remember? We said perfectionists tend to talk to themselves with a lot of judgment and call themselves names and talk in a way that would be embarrassing for other people to hear. You're not going to be able to stop that in its tracks, okay? That would be trying to be a perfectionist again, but you can add in some cheerleading for yourself. So as soon as you note your mistakes, you can also go, oh, you know what? Mel told me to note my accomplishments. Hey, I see that you cleaned up the kitchen this morning and you didn't have to. Good job, self. 
future you is going to be so grateful that the counter's clean. Good job. It might mean that you write things down, right? I have my pride journal right here. This is my journal that I write my accomplishments in. I know that words of affirmation are my love language, so I got to give them to myself. And I write down the things that I can feel proud of. And in writing it down, I note it. You might have a calendar with stickers. You get certain stickers when you do certain things. There's so many ways to be your own cheerleader. It's just a matter of putting yourself in that mindset and giving yourself the intention. How can I cheer myself on today? And last but not least, if you are struggling with perfectionism and you know that it's keeping you from your dreams and from becoming less stressed future you and more accomplished future you and more peaceful and joyful and happier future you, therapy. Therapy is always an option, okay? And when you are going to therapy, when you, when you decide to go into therapy, look for a good therapist. I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but just like in any profession, there are people who are bad at their jobs. And there are some therapists who won't be right for you. Just because they're licensed doesn't mean they're the right therapist for you. So if you get into therapy and you're like, Mel said, I should try therapy. And you get in there and you're like, this person makes me feel very bad about myself. Maybe they're not the right therapist. Try somebody else. And I am telling you this from personal experience because I stuck with a bad therapist for a very long time, not realizing that sitting there thinking, this person makes me feel bad about myself, wasn't indicative of how therapy worked. It was indicative of that relationship with that therapist, okay? So if you are struggling with perfectionism, ask yourself, does future me finish things? Create a vision for future use to have something to look forward to and, and pull yourself forward through the perfectionism. Get to know your version of your best and stop doing better than your best. Remember purpose, not perfection. That thing that you feel called to do, you don't have to do it perfectly. You were not called to do it perfectly, but let that calling pull you through the perfectionism. And remember progress, not perfection. Note your accomplishments. Be your own best cheerleader. Give yourself a pat on the back. Write in the pride journal. Get the stickers. Give yourself the rewards. And if you need it, go to therapy. This week's challenge for you is to answer this question. Am I letting perfectionism hold me back from achieving my dreams? I want you to journal about it. Think about it. Talk to a friend about it. But ask yourself, am I letting perfectionism Hold me back from achieving my dreams. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.